is the year. This is the year of getting it together and doing what you do best. Hustling, taking care of business, and taking care of your community. Join us for JMT Media's podcast, where we interview everyone from the community to small businesses to elected officials who are changing policy that matters for our community. Hey, y'all. Happy Monday. It is May 4th. May the 4th be with you. You get it? The 4th, the 4th. Um, today is a special Staten Island Superheroes Week, and I had to borrow my son's face mask, y'all. Look at that. Boom. Uh, it's funny because yesterday as we were prepping for the show, I told my son, I said, can I borrow your face mask? And he looks at me, he says, there's none for girls. There's girls aren't superheroes. I said, are, are you kidding me? I was like, there's Wonder Woman, there's Spider Girl, like, hello. So Marvel, y'all need to get it together. We need some costumes, we need some face masks. Um, but I wanted to bring on a few special guests and an amazing co-host because a few things are happening. So um, my husband is an essential worker and the whole purpose of the Community Corner is to really focus on the community. And I really wanted the community to start talking about what's happening in their neighborhoods. Um, so today I have this amazing woman. I, I'm hoping that if you don't know her, you'll start following her. Um, she has been a mentor and inspiration for me. I met her several years back um, through Youth Build Staten Island. And um, she, you know, in learning, discovering her, I just wanna give y'all a little bit of background and detail about this amazing superhero. Um, so my dear friend, Dolores Morris, she is a six time, six generation Staten Islander. Her and her family, they were one of the very first entrepreneurs here on Staten Island. Um, she's retired from HBO as a producer. She has five Emmys, y'all, five. We will see them in her video if I was her. I mean, I have my mug. That's my Emmy. That's about it. She has five Emmys. She's a three-time Peabody winner. Um, she has also been the Staten Island Women of Achievement. And she's a board member to several um, prestigious organizations on the island, including the Staten Island Foundation that's headed by Ms. Uh, Betsy Dubofsky. Love her. Uh, the Staten Island Museum, managed and directed by Janice Monger. CSI, hello, Dr. Fritz, we're looking at you. And Historic Tappan Park, of course, managed by uh, the fearless Camilla Hanks. And so, you know, she also advises numerous nonprofits, organizations. She lives here on the North Shore. Um, I just think that she's probably the most influential and important person, one of the important people here on Staten Island. So Dolores, are you there? I am here. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Happy Monday. I rarely say that. Happy Monday. <laughs> I mean, Dolores, we're going to talk a little bit. You know, this is the Staten Island Superheroes Week, and your yes. father was a, a superhero. Um, can you talk a little bit about, I'm going to share my screen for some folks, because I want people to see the um, book that you book. wrote. Okay. Yeah. Uh, um I'm uh, honored to be the daughter of a World War II veteran. Uh, Dad passed away about two years ago at the age of 99, but he was definitely a superhero, not only to me because I'm his daughter, but actually, you know, uh, 
also was involved in so many things on Staten Island, so many organizations, advising so many young men and women throughout his career, his life. But um, it fell on me from out of the blue to do this book about him. When he was served in World War II, he was at Normandy, he was at the Battle of the Bulge. But the twist on the story is that this little dog that you see on the cover, Trixie, adopted him um, over in Europe just before uh, the D-Day invasion. And he and Trixie went through the entire war together and he was able to sneak Trixie home. So the book is called The Soldier That Wagged Her Tail and it's been out for a few years now. Um, we go, I go around to schools that dad and I used to do it together. It's written at a level where kids and adults uh, really like the story, really um, take a lot out of it. It's just not a war story. It's a lot about humanity, about the human spirit. I'm very, I'm very happy with it. And um, uh, thank you for the, yeah. the free publicity. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I wanted people to know that you've, you've had this very, very successful and long career. And as we were putting together this week's, you know, I try to have themes. When we first started Community Corner, it was talking about the COVID crisis and how small businesses can be supported and nonprofits. And then we started having these themes. And, you know, one of the, the themes that we constantly see are our frontliners and folks that are helping, especially in the healthcare industry. Um, and so I thought, you know, this is a great way to bring on this amazing woman, AKA you, um, and then these businesses and organizations and nonprofits that have really been spearheading positivity, taking care of us. Um, so we're going to bring on our very first guest for the yes. Um, let's bring on our dear friends, Ms. Caroline Gardner Hodnick. How are you, love? Hi, Hi Caroline. Thank you. Hi, how are you? Good morning. Happy Monday. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we say happy because we're still here, you know, still right. surviving, still thriving. So we're every happy. day is a good day. Um, uh, Caroline, it's great to meet you virtually. Great. <laughs> great. Maybe someday we can have coffee face to face. Mm -hmm. But um, this morning I wanted to, uh, you are the registrar for inpatient access at Rumsey, which is Richmond University Medical Center for those of us that are new to the island. Could you tell me, us a little bit about what you do and, uh, you know, what's going on there at Rumsey right now? Sure. What I do here is I pre-register people for outpatient services. Like if somebody needs to come in for like CAT scan, MRI, anything that would be on an outpatient basis. Oh, outpatient. So, okay. um, but right now what we're doing is we've actually halted those services because of COVID-19. Um, so we have actually limited, you know, any type of visiting to the hospital for safety purposes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it looks like you're, you're at work now, as we can yes. see, you're at work now. Um, and uh, it's, so the, the world is a little bit different there at Rumsey. I mean, what are the general regulations people should know about? Obviously, if you're not feeling well, stay home, um, take your temperature, you know, um, mask, Wash your hands, wash your hands, wash your hands. Yeah. Yeah, wash your hands. exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, can you give us some ideas uh, for how people can help frontline workers, superheroes like yourself, uh, you know, Rumsey right now? 
Well, sure. I, you know, of course, I've spoken to Jackie about this. I don't consider myself a superhero. Well, you are. My, <laughs> thank you. But a lot of my friends, you know, are frontline nurses and seasoned nurses, you know, and I've seen them break down and cry. Um, you know, um, just kind words, a kind words and thoughts of few prayers and anything like that for them. Um, if they want to donate, um, there's a link actually on um, the Rumsey um, website. Um, mm -hmm. where people can donate, um, you know, if they want to send uh, lunches, which is greatly appreciated, or dinners, um, you know, something simple, something simple. Yeah, mm -hmm. wonderful staff here. It's like a wonderful family. So yes. speaking of wonderful staff and something so simple, a few years back, um, I don't know if you've been following Jacqueline Tacarante's Facebook page, but I literally just had a seven-year um not only anniversary with my husband at the time, it was my first date, but I found out that I had heart issues. So I'm gonna let everybody know, if you're watching, here's what happened. So at the time I was working um, at Snug Harbor, I was their director of PR and external affairs and literally in the middle of a staff meeting, you know, all the directors go around, talk about what they're working on for the week. In the middle of a staff meeting, I had my glass of water and it was my turn to talk. And as you can tell, I love talking. <laughs> and I, I remember I looked over at Lynn Kelly, who was the, the de then CEO. And I looked at her and she said, are you okay? Like, aren't you gonna start talking? And I said, I think you need to call the hospital or the, what did I know? I think you need to call 911. And then I passed out. They called, the ambulance came, they called 911. I was rushed to the hospital and I was rushed to Richmond University Medical Center. Now, for those of you that are at home, my family, born and raised, I'm from Texas. Um, now I have this beautiful community, but it took me a while because you have to learn who, like, who can I talk to? I'm this newbie, I'm this tall, loud Texas gal living on Staten Island. Um, I don't know how to make a meatball or a beautiful mozzarella. <laughs> I don't even know what real ricotta cheese is. Like, in my mind, seven years ago, Olive Garden was the best. Now, everybody hands down. Like, I know what real Italian food is. So I remember showing up to Rumsey, waking up, and I'm, aside from being scared, I'm having like a mini internal panic attack because I don't have anybody. I don't understand what's going on with my body. And Caroline, oh my God, God bless her heart. She holds my hand. She was like massaging my hand. And she was like, hey, Jacqueline, I'm Caroline. I'm here. I'm here to take your, you know, basic paperwork, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just bawling. Now, I have no idea. I don't remember. Her name's Caroline. All I remember is this redhead because Caroline is beautiful. <laughs> Her and her daughter, beautiful redhead. I just remember. So stay with me, y'all. There's a purpose of why I remember these details. And I remember just crying at Rumsey and feeling like I don't have anybody here. And she immediately was like, who's your best friend? Let me give him a call. So she called Jimmy. Uh, and we call him Jimmy Dean Sausage. But Jimmy showed up. Um, he had Mexican food delivered to me. And my at the, the same day that all of this happened, I had already pushed off meeting Joe Bear, my hus now husband, for my first date because I'm a workaholic. And so I remember telling the doctor, like, can you please take a selfie with me? Because this guy's going to think that I, I'm not interested in him, that I'm catfishing him, but I'm here <laughs> in the hospital. So we took a selfie 
And I sent it to uh, Joe at the time. And so he comes and picks me up at Rumsey. So anyhow, Rumsey is very near and dear to me because you guys took care of me and have and have taken care of me since. So I ended up finding out I had this heart condition called pericarditis. It's fine now, but you know, when I had my first daughter, uh, when I had my first son, and then when I had my daughter, February 6th, like the hospital, y'all's staff is just so um, truly family, truly family. So I, when we were putting together the Staten Island Superheroes of the Week, and I'm talking to Dolores about it, I'm like, I have to bring Rumsey because Rumsey took care of me. They didn't even know me. Um, I didn't even know me. Like I, I was a newbie. And um, so one day I was visiting a friend in the hospital and I'm standing in line at the Starbucks. They have a little Starbucks line there. And I see this woman in front of me and I was like, I, you saved me. And we literally <laughs> bawled and cried in the middle of the Starbucks uh. hospital. And I was just like, I remember you and you're still here. And so I just, when we talk about frontline, I think people tend to forget even the people behind the frontline. And so right. I wanted you to come on the show to really, to let people know that we thank you. We thank Ramsey. We thank every single thing that your staff are doing behind the doors, behind the computers, in front, and just... You are a superhero in our eyes. Where's my mask at? You are a superhero in our eyes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you are just an amazing spirit. And I just wanted thank to you. thank you. I just wanted thank to you. thank you. And I've, and I've you. gotten something out of this as well, because I've gotten to become your friend and watch your family. And, you know, it's been a complete pleasure also, really. Has. Thank you. Thank you. I feel like, um, who is it? Nurse Marie. She's over there in the... Um, the baby department. And so when I had my daughter, Julie Violet, I was like, oh, I wish Marie was there. And then all of a sudden she's like, hi, I'm here. She, you know, she, I'm like, there's Marie. So I'm telling you, Rumsey, y'all hit all the right markers. Um, yeah. So again, for folks at home, um, we had on the director of marketing and PR, Alex Lutz, the amazing Alex Lutz. He was on a few weeks back. Um, if you want to donate food, we will post the links and the information because it has to be organized and um, portions, um, self-contained portions. They're, they're trying not to accept trays and trays of food just because it's very hard to divide it amongst the staff, the nursing staff. Right. So we'll make sure that, that we post that. Um, but Caroline, is there anything else that you want to let us know about the frontline workers, what they need, a massage? A haircut, oh. like what do they need? <laughs> vacation, <laughs> um, <laughs> vacation. Um, what do we need? Um, just a lot of love and support, you know, from the community and understanding, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, we're we're a, a single standalone hospital. You know, we're not mm -hmm. associated with the big hospitals. You know, and we love our community. You know, when you think about it, a lot of the people that work here are from the community, and we care about our community. You know, and that's what it comes down to. You know, when you walk into Rumsey, there's the respect, integrity, compassion. You know, um, in in up there on the walls. You know, and and that's important. You know, and everyone stands for that here at the hospital, really. You know, and when you come into the hospital, we treat you like you were our family members, you know, oh, the way it's true. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah and, it, and it's important. And I love the people I've worked with, you know, 23 years, you know, wow. and you wow. get to, you get to know a lot of people, you get to know their kids and, you know, so on and so forth. We're a big family. That's you know, we great. love our community. We really do. That's right. Yeah. We just got a, a message on Facebook from Florida, Jessica Morano. You guys are making me cry. Oh. All good tears. All good tears, y'all. You have to. Oh, you have you to. had me crying that day when I ran into you. You had me crying. Yeah. It's, you know, I'm a, I'm a mom now. And so, like, I get it. When my mom told me, like, Jacqueline, that was probably the hardest thing, not being able to be there with you, but knowing that somebody else held your hand, somebody else comforted you when I, as the mom, couldn't be there. Like, now I get it because I'm a mom now, you know? Right. So, well, you know, I, and again, like, I can't imagine what people are going through now where they can't be with their family members, you know? And I mean, granted, we weren't going through a crisis then when I met you, but you were in your own crisis, you know? Yeah, right. And that's important for someone to take two minutes, not even two minutes, to just comfort you and make you feel good, you know, and, yeah. you know, that you're going to be okay, you know, even if you weren't going to be okay, you know, I needed to make you feel like you were going to be okay. Well, I'm that was my job. Certainly okay. It, it took me, um, I, I don't know, like a year, I was on medication, going to the cardiologist, but I'm fine now. Um, oh, my gosh, our next guest is probably like, what is happening? <laughs> Everybody grab a tissue. Everybody grab a tissue. Grab a tissue, y'all. All right, Carolyn, we're going to let you get back to doing God's good work with everyone there um, at Rumsey. Again, let us know. We will make sure that we post everything so folks are aware to donate food, um, gloves, whatever you have. I know that- uh, Seven o'clock clapping. Seven o'clock clapping. Seven o'clock clapping. Absolutely. So we're going to try this tonight. I'm going to try to get my, what I call my high view crew, because I live on uh, high view and Fillmore. Um, and so I'll get the high view crew to start clapping. We'll do a competition. Who's louder? Um, Wonderful. So, Caroline, thank you so, thank so you. much. Thank, thank you, Caroline. Thank you. Thank you. Nice to meet you. Thank you. Right. We're going to buy the book. Buy the book. Yes. Yes. <laughs> thank you. Delora, she was amazing. She's oh God, she was so great. She was so great. Yeah. And she has so many people that she talks to every day. So she's a she's a good egg. I like her. I'm a I'm gonna keep her around for another 23 yeah, years. Yeah, good vibes. You can feel it. Good person. Really good person. That's right. Um all right. So hold on, I gotta like dry up my tea, yeah. y'all. Dry up, dry up. We have another superhero. That's right. We have another superhero. Um, so for folks at home, we're going to bring on Molly Marcotte. She is the new, so yes, she got a new job. I don't know if in the middle of all this, but we'll talk about that in a minute because she's fabulous. <laughs> um, she's the new campaign manager for Light the Night. Um, this is produced by the National Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Are you there, Molly? <laughs> Molly, yes. hi. Hi, I, I'm dried my eyes and after that, <laughs> that was story on your story. I can't believe that, that was amazing. quite something, wasn't it? That was something amazing. Truly everyone like Carolyn, they're all the the real superheroes being out there on the front lines. It's amazing. Well, you guys have been doing some amazing stuff too, but 
I'm gonna let I'm gonna sit back. I'm gonna sit back. I'm gonna oh. take myself it, out and Dolores can chat with you. It's it's Regis's turn. Okay. <laughs> Hi Molly. Yeah, could you tell us a little bit? Again, you're you're the campaign care manager for um, LLS. And uh, just tell me a little bit, tell us a little bit about what you do, what the organization is about, if you wouldn't mind. Yeah, of course. So I am, as Jacqueline mentioned, the new campaign manager for um, the Staten Island Light the Night event. So I joined, I did recently join LLS in the middle of all of this. I've been with the organization for a little over a month now. Um, Ooh, which, brand new, brand new. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's been, it's been, a nice positive injection for me to be a part of this organization that's doing so much at any time, but especially during this time and to see all the wonderful things that they're doing for their patients. Um, so LLS is one of the largest nonprofits dedicated to creating a world without blood cancer. And, you know, since their founding in 1949, they've invested over $1.3 billion in blood cancer research, um, which, it's just amazing. They do more than any other nonprofit in this space. And um, they've helped advance 49 out of 56 blood cancer treatments available and approved by the FDA. And wow. what's what's really incredible is even during these times, just last week, LLS had another um, approval uh, from the FDA on, wow. on May 1st. So yeah, a, a, a treatment that's now available for um, patients with myeloma. So even during all of this, our researchers and, and our donors were all doing so much to make sure that our patients are taken care of and, and have um, just the best quality of life that they can. Um, that, that, is, that is truly, that, what, that's a miracle right there that it's yeah. doing so well and this time in particular um, and, and the important work continues. Um, what does it look like now? What does your programming look like now that this is a virtual world right now? You know. Um, how is it working for you? So, yeah, obviously these are hugely unprecedented times and everyone has had to pivot. I think especially nonprofits and especially LLS where so much of what we do and how we raise our money is through events, which right. as we all know are, are not really happening right now. So, um, and like our night, like our event, like the night um, typically takes place in October. Um, right. October 3rd is when our 2020 Staten Island walk is scheduled for. So um, we have been in a particular place where we're just trying to make sure that we still have these events for Light the Night. We're still bringing the community together to spread awareness and, and raise money for cancer research. And so our national team has been working a lot to launch these virtual formats for our events. So right now we have a, another event that LLS has like is called the Big Climb. So they're working on their virtual rollout and, and, you know, seeing how all these things pan out over the next few months. Like no one has a crystal ball. We don't know if we'll be able to come together right. for our event in October. So we've been doing a lot of work to pivot and figure out how we can still, um, you know, move our, our events and our mission forward in the most sensitive way and the most appropriate way. And so our national team has been creating a lot of resources and, and toolkits for people who, you know, if, if you are able to register for an event like a big climb or light the night, we, I want to meet you. I want to talk to you about it, but we, we have all these cool resources that we're working on, whether it be a, a trivia night fundraiser or, a, a you know, 
uh, karaoke night, all these things that you right. can do virtually to still raise money, spread awareness, talk to your community, talk to people who you want to be involved with LLS. Um, we're, we're doing a lot to make sure that, that those uh, resources are available to our constituents. Um, but of course, we know that the fall feels like it's a million miles away to some people and to some people, the reality is just that they're, they're not ready to think about light the night. They're not ready to, exactly. to do that. So the other way that LLS has been um, sort of adapting is um, through our coronavirus resource center, which is on our website. You can go on there and they have been providing a lot of really great sort of like self-service resources. They have tips on, um, self-care tips on how to cope with isolation isolation and stress. They have cleaning tips on how you can properly sanitize your home and a lot of things that are applicable to people, not only with blood cancer, but someone who might be immunocompromised and even someone who might be perfectly healthy. They just have a lot of great tips on how to cope with these times. Um, well, that's great. I didn't know that. That's great. I'm going to check yeah, that out. Yeah. yeah, and something that I think is really sort of interesting that we've come across when in talking to our patients and figuring out, like just checking in with them, seeing how they're doing during these times is the way that we all feel right now, this uncertainty, this fear of going out, what's safe, what's healthy. There's so much information out there. Um, like this is how people with blood cancer or any, any cancer, any immuno, you know, composition thing that they might have, like this is how they feel all the time. They're afraid to go out. They don't know what they can do. They don't know what's safe. Just going to the grocery store or going out could be a really fearful situation for them. And so I think for once in sort of a in sort of a positive spin on this, it it's nice for blood cancer patients to know that that we're still there, still there for them. And in some ways we're there for them. We're able to be there for them in a better way than ever before. Cause we all know now. We all know what it's like to be afraid. Obviously our situations are vastly different, but I just think this whole um, LLS has really strived to take this and, and learn how to be better, be there more appropriately and better for our constituents. And I saw something this weekend that I thought was like really applicable and really poignant. And to this situation and to our patients specifically is we might not all be in the same boat, but we're all weathering the same storm. And, oh, and we, we will all weather it together. Yeah, I thought that was so like- Perfect, that's perfect. Yeah. We don't oh, all know wow. what it's like to have blood cancer. We don't know, but but we want to be here together and we can we can get through this yeah. together. So yeah, we're all feeling the same thing now. That is interesting. A, a weird yeah. way how this virus has brought us together. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, even though it's feeling together and anxiety, but uh, yeah, that yeah. that's really that's really a good point. Um, now I know for uh, you know bring us back to uh, you have a a really big announcement you want okay. to make. So uh, I, I don't know, Jacqueline, if you have a drum roll, I'm not sure. <laughs> okay. So yeah, it's, it's really exciting. One of the, the more specific, really um, largest ways that we have been there for our community is on April 1st, LLS launched the COVID-19 Patient Financial Aid Program, which provides a one-time $250 stipend to anyone with blood cancer. Um, oh, and wow. Yeah, the intention of this stipend is to be used on non-medical expenses that they might be incurring right now, whether it's rent, utilities, food shopping, anything like that. Um, and it's it's really just a way for us to, again, show our patients that while we might not know firsthand what they're going through, we do still wanna be here for them during these times as best we can. And so 
Um, in terms of eligibility, it's 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 not income based. Some of our other programs that we have are, but everyone who applies and is approved for this aid receives the full $250 regardless of their income. Um, it's it's also not contingent on any of our other financial aid programs. So if you're if for instance you're receiving um, help from our copay assistance program or our travel assistance program, you're still able to apply for the COVID um, patient financial aid program, um, which is great. And great. that's great. And yeah, and most importantly to note, I think this is just amazing. Patients do not need to have tested positive for COVID. They don't have to have been diagnosed with the virus in order to receive this stipend. It's just for anyone who is affected by blood cancer to be able to, you know, have that little extra bit of peace of mind of I can I can pay for, you know, groceries. I could pay for anything this week that might come up. So that's um, tremendous. That'd be tremendous help to people. I think uh, everyone can use a little right now. There are people who, you know, have lost their jobs. And uh, I mean, that's just a, a terrific thing. Kudos to your organization. It'll help so many people. I know it will. And well, it's Let me ask you a quick question, Molly, just for the folks at home. Do you, you don't have to repay it or anything like that? Because I'm about to put this on blast. I'm yeah. good. Everybody in their mama bear. Like, is yeah. there, um, you know, we want to make sure that, especially as IEDC, the Chamber of Commerce, that everybody pushes this out. To yeah. the, there's no, um, you don't have to repay it back or anything like that. You it you just as long and you don't even have to have be po tested positive for the coronavirus. Correct. Right. Right. The only requirement is right. that you have to show documentation of your blood cancer diagnosis. Um, the application's really easy and the turnaround time is really fast. I, you know, from the time they apply within five to 10 business days, if they're approved, which m most people are approved, um, but within that five to 10 business days, you have a $250 prepaid visa card in your mailbox waiting for you to be spent however you want on whatever you need during these times. That's amazing, right, Dolores? Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. Oh, gosh. oh it's my God. Oh, it's going to help so many people. It's going to help yeah, so many absolutely. people. Absolutely. So well, this is what we're going to do. We're going to bring back our other superhero, Caroline. Are you there? There she um, is. All right, ladies. I want everybody to, um, we're going to say goodbye for our folks at home because I try to keep it at 30 minutes. Um, again, first off, thank you so much, our amazing co-host, Dolores Morris. I, I mean, I just, I can't. She's just amazing. Superhero, five Emmys, three Peabody's. Caroline from Richmond University Medical Center for having a heart of gold and helping. Um, Absolutely. Patients, wow. inpatients, outpatients, staff. You're just, you're just a gem. And to Molly, congrats on the new gig for, and you get to work with an amazing organization that's offering free services during this time of need. Um, and a lot of people have anxiety. I I'm not going to lie. Even as a small business, I had so much anxiety applying for any loans. But the fact that this is like $250 for exactly. like that's that's a lot. Money money can go a long way. So, um, and for our viewers at home, again, thank you for tuning in to this week's Community Corner. We will make sure that we put up all the information about Rumsey along with the Leukemia Lymphoma Society and how you can help and how they can help you get back on your feet. Um, so again, for those of you that are tuning in, 
The rest of the week, we have additional superheroes. Um, these are, we're going to save it because it's a surprise. So I'm not going to tell you who it is. Um, but thank you. Be kind, be well, and more importantly, be safe. Thanks, y'all. Bye.